Hello, and welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to hit the follow button. Also, give us a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, listeners. It's Lisa here, flying solo. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to make a big announcement, sadly, that this will be my last episode on the podcast as a host. So from here on out, my amazing co-hosts, Colin and Brianna, and possibly some other incredible staff at Live Violence Free, are going to be taking over and carrying the One Conversation torch. I am deeply saddened to be stepping back from this, but I'm also so excited to continue to listen to the episodes, to support this podcast, and really see where it goes from here. Uh, I'll never forget starting this podcast back in 2020. At that time, I had absolutely zero knowledge of creating a podcast, of editing. And in the beginning, I was just hoping that maybe one person might hear it and it might create a positive change. And I will absolutely never forget Uh, Seeing the map of our downloaded episodes on our analytics page, I got so excited when I saw some little dots pop up. um, And I was so honored, right? And so shocked to see that even one or two people were listening in. So to have started there and now seeing on that same map that we have listeners from literally all around the world has been such an incredible thing to see. And really drives us to continue the work that we're doing and providing the content that we have been. So just honestly, from the bottom of my heart, just thank you so much for listening in and supporting us. You have no idea what it means to us knowing that you're getting something out of these episodes. So to switch gears and get into what we're going to be chatting about today We're going to be talking about some common signs that it may be time to reevaluate or perhaps end your relationship. I thought this could also be a really great segue into the content that's going to be discussed in October, which is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And yeah, we are right around the corner. Keep in mind that if you identify with anything on this list, I am not telling you like pack up, leave immediately. Uh, Only you know what's best for you. Think about this as being for education, entertainment purposes, and really just some food for thought if you've been questioning or feeling like something is off in the relationship. So the number one sign we're looking at is if abuse is happening in the relationship. So if there is abuse going on, I really encourage you to seek support from a trusted person in your life or a professional, uh, and do this in whatever way is safe for you to reach out and get support. And also, I think a big roadblock is that there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to what constitutes as abuse. So a big first step could be like, you know, if you feel like you're being mistreated, learning about the types of abuse, learning what they could look like, what they could sound like. And of course, we have a huge catalog of episodes breaking down abuse specifically. So I'm going to have a lot of different episodes listed below in the description. So you can go check them out if you feel like that'd be helpful, if you wanted some more information on that. We also know that manipulation, it's a huge component of abusive relationships. 
So a partner may be told that the abuse is normal or that they deserve it or that maybe they're overreacting to what's happening to them. Please just remember that no one deserves to be abused. There is nothing that justifies abuse and that that is a conscious choice made by the abusive partner. So no matter what, just know that you are deserving of a loving partner who you feel safe around. The second sign is that you are continually breaking up and getting back together. So I'm going to kind of start by piggybacking off of the first sign here. We know that in abusive relationships, it takes an average of seven attempts to successfully leave the relationship. And that is for a lot of valid reasons. Um, There could be fear involved. There could be threats. um, If that person does leave, what would happen? And there could even be low self-esteem, right? Maybe due to the abuser telling them that they're never going to find anyone else or they're not good enough. Again, we know there's so many levels of manipulation dynamics as well that could keep a person coming back. Even in healthy relationships, this is common as well. Uh, There could be the feeling or signs that this person isn't for you, but maybe you fear like you might make the wrong decision by deciding to end it. Maybe you want to remain somewhat comfortable by keeping that familiar relationship, regardless if it's the best for you or not. There could be loneliness, right? That you don't want to feel if you're no longer in the relationship, and maybe that's why you're returning. That breakup and return cycle, it really shows that there's issues you're experiencing that feel overwhelming enough at the time to end it, but maybe they start to make promises of a better future. Maybe they say things will change. Or again, maybe you feel like it's just, it's comfortable, right? I don't want to be lonely. And and that's, I know that's huge. Um, I, I know I have kind of been there in that situation. I've kept myself in relationships longer than I should have because of that comfortability. Um, or even for the idea of like, oh my gosh, I do not want to be out in like the dating world again. It's, it could be tiring, right? Like getting to know somebody, going on the dates that don't work. I, I get it, right? There's a lot to that. But I just want to say first off, like pay attention to your partner's actions instead of their words, because personally, I have heard the most grandiose, I want you back speeches, right? That at that time moved me to the point of thinking like, oh my God, I made a mistake. And then sadly, when I returned into that relationship, I found none of that romanticized effort they had promised was actually being put in place. So just trust your gut. Uh, When you feel like things aren't well in your relationship, Because a lot of the time we often have the rose-colored glasses on, right, for our partner. And they help obscure some of the red flags or the things that are going wrong. But just be honest and objective with yourself. If you have someone that you trust that can give you that objective advice, right, that outside party, talk to them about what's bothering you. Bring up the things that are upsetting you. They will give you advice without those rose-colored glasses, right? Without that feeling of love that sometimes really obscures our judgment when it comes to how a partner treats us and, and what the relationship looks and feels like. Just know you can trust yourself to make the right decision. And honestly, what I call dating yourself 
is one of the most cathartic and healing things we can do. If you leave a relationship, it's okay to grieve it. Like give yourself that time, that space, but bounce back by dating yourself. Start to reclaim your time. Start to reclaim your space if the two of you live together and really start to develop a deep relationship with yourself because, hey, it's harder to feel lonely when you love your own company. And I think especially for the people who are going through that cycle, right, breaking up, getting back together, like use that in-between time to date yourself a little bit. See how you feel outside of that relationship. Learn about who you are, what you need. So explore things that you want to try. Spend time with friends and family who fill your cup. Don't let the idea of being lonely keep you in a situation that isn't best for you. And if you feel like, oh my gosh, maybe I made the wrong decision, you go back, it still doesn't feel right. Again, trust yourself that that feeling of breaking up or wanting to was there for a reason. The next sign is that your core values don't align or they no longer align. Because, yeah, over time, like, people change, right? Their their ideas of what they want may change, of who they are. Those things happen. Um, and I think that's what's called commonly, like, growing apart, right? Sometimes two people, they are in love. They are wonderful for each other. But over time, they just realize that they both want different things now. And I've talked about this in past episodes. But, I mean, this one, it's it's so important. So let's just talk about some of the most common core values that could put roadblocks in relationships. So maybe it's marriage or if you want kids or how you're going to raise kids. It could be financial goals or religious ideals or even what success looks like to you. If you and your partner disagree about, let's say, wanting to be married or having kids, then you have to be okay with the fact that they will likely not change their mind on this. Just like how you will likely not change your stance either. Don't bank on the idea that, hey, you know, I may be able to get them to change their mind. Because, hey, it might happen, but it also may never happen. And if you're putting everything into a relationship, but you're being told you're never going to get the outcome that you want, then that is a really hard truth to really reflect on. It could be even more difficult when the relationship is great and they're an amazing partner. But if you truly want those things in life and this person's telling you like, hey, that's not me, I don't want that, you have to consider that for yourself and make the decision to either let those things go or move on to find a partner that's a better fit for you in terms of values and the future that you want to create. And again, I know that can be so hard, especially when things are going well. Um, And I feel like I've had plenty of people in my life that I've talked to about this when they're in a relationship, things are incredible. As time goes on, you know, you start kind of talking about the future once you're a little more settled in and they start to recognize that their ideals of their future are much different than their partner's. And that could be really heartbreaking, right? To just internalize that everything's perfect right now, but down the line after all these years or work or, you know, things are said and done, I'm not going to get the things I really want. Our next sign is that you feel relieved when they're not around, like you can finally relax. And this is definitely a big one to take into consideration. And, you know, 
let's face it, after years with a partner, there may be times of frustration or, you know, you're in a low point in the relationship and you know, maybe tension's high and you're seeking some time alone just to kind of regroup. That is completely normal. But if you constantly feel like this person is adding stress to your life or making you feel drained by being around them, or you're not feeling like yourself anymore when they're around, then definitely think about where your relationship's at and what's going on to make you feel that way. And I experienced this in my last relationship. Once things kind of got out of the uh, honeymoon phase and everything's going great, once things took a turn, I was trying to fight to keep it going. I was doing everything in my power to try to make it work. And when I hit my breaking point and I ended it, you know, it was a tough time because I cared about this person a lot. But I'll never forget, like right after I ended things, I was talking to one of my friends and I was just saying like, oh my God, like I just feel at peace right now. And I realized like the majority of my stress and anxiety that I had for, you know, the past nine, 10 months when we were together, it kind of just like left me as soon as I knew things were over. Like after that breakup talk, it was like this sigh of relief. And I didn't even understand how stressful the relationship was to me until once I was out of it and my mind really had the time to process clearly. You know, I talked about those rose-colored glasses we have earlier, and it's it's true. They really can distort reality when you're in the situation. So if you're in it and you're feeling that stress, that anxiety, take note of it. Uh, you know, identify what's causing it. Your relationship ultimately should be providing support, love and trust. It should not make you feel like you're being weighed down or like it's draining you completely. The next sign is that there's constant communication breakdown. This could be for so many reasons, right? Maybe every time you try to have a conversation, things end in a fight. Or, um, you know, maybe either party in the relationship does not know how to communicate in a healthy way because that is something that is extremely common. You know, a lot of people, they grow up in situations where they don't have healthy communication modeled for them. So they really and truly just don't have an understanding of how to communicate in a healthy or effective way. You know, we don't have classes like that in school, right? Like how to talk effectively or communicate healthy, especially for young people. So yeah, if they're not seeing that at home or, you know, whatever media or whatever they're consuming, if they're not seeing it, then they just will not know how. And we see a lot of this in unhealthy relationships because, you know, there's no like direct harm. There's no ill intentions with their communication. They just genuinely have not understood or practiced communication in that healthy way. And that could even lead to avoiding conversations altogether, which we know is not the healthiest option, right? Or even giving them the cold shoulder or even trying to shut down conversations because they just don't know how to navigate them, right? Maybe they're kind of snapping a little bit or getting a little bit heated. And, you know, some of these moments, right, with the miscommunication could be leading to that breaking up and getting back together cycle. So if you feel like you can't voice your opinion or you can't talk about important things, or like your partner just doesn't care and doesn't want to talk to you, then this is something to really consider about your relationship. Another little caveat here 
is maybe you're starting fights with your partner to not deal with them, to kind of like get them off your back, right? Make them go away. Or maybe because you think it'd be easier to leave the relationship if you guys were upset about something, right? Or if something bad happened. A good friend of mine and I were literally just talking about this not long ago. Uh, You know, we were talking about like when a relationship, it's great, you know, things aren't like bad, but it's just, it's just not my person. And I just don't want to be in it anymore because it's, it's really sad and it can be really difficult, right? To, to tell that person like, Hey, it's just, you're just not the one. And yeah, I've been in those kinds of relationships before where I was like, yeah, I was like wishing, you know, that they were cheating or doing something bad because it would be so much easier and so much less heartache to walk away from that Versus when someone just isn't the one for you, right? And feeling like you're going to break their heart by telling them that. But if you're thinking this way in your relationship, spend some time really analyzing why, right? Or, you know, try to talk to your partner about their communication because someone who has good intentions in the relationship, who loves, cares about you, respects, values you, If you come to them and say, like, you know, the way we're communicating, it's not effective, you know, maybe here's um, like some videos we can watch. Here's an article I pulled up about how to communicate better. If your partner is putting in the effort and trying, then great, right? See where it goes from there. But keep in mind that level of effort they're putting in. The next sign is that they criticize you constantly and expect you to change. And this is a big one as well. Uh, you know, we we all start off in relationships in the honeymoon phase where, you know, we're essentially acting and behaving in the best versions of ourselves. And over time, this is going to fade a little bit as we start to settle in. They start seeing our true colors, you know, when our partner really gets to see us get frustrated or they see us dealing with loss or how we manage our emotions. So just keep that in mind, right? For the people in newer relationships out there, you may just be seeing their good side only. Um, But let's say your partner has been critical of you in any way. It could be your personality, um, your style, your career, how you interact with others. And it's critical in a way that's not playful or even constructive. This This is a huge red flag if that's the case, right? Because yeah, I mean, partners are really good about, you know, identifying things in the other person. You're spending so much time with them. You know them very well. So if they're pointing out things coming from that loving place of like, hey, I just feel like if you knew this, it'd be beneficial to you. Or, you know, here's something that I feel like could be changed in your life to better you. That's a different story. Um, and even if, you know, your partner is picking on you a little bit, as long as it's within your boundaries, it's who you are. And both sides know it's fun loving. I know I enjoy that in my relationships is kind of having that little back and forth, right? That we both kind of laugh at ourselves about. But if your partner is criticizing you and it makes you feel belittled, um, embarrassed, ashamed, not good enough, then that's when this is a dangerous trajectory to be on. You should be with someone that loves you for who you are even with your flaws, your quirks, if someone's constantly trying to get you to change your authentic self, this is going to lead you to possibly feeling, I mean, exhausted when you can't add up to what they want and even burnt out from trying to keep up and making them happy 
And all along the way, you're losing yourself. So be true to who you are. Know that no matter what, there are people out there in the world who would love you for who you are and wouldn't want to change anything about you. So I think like a big takeaway from all of this is that if you are feeling like you are not in the place you want to be, you are not being treated the way you want to be treated. If this is not going in the direction you want it to go in, I encourage you to have conversations with your partner. Talk to them about your values, your goals, their communication style. Don't shy away from trying to kind of examine these things together. Also, you know, kind of back to sign one, if you're in an abusive relationship, um, you know, I still encourage you to do that, but I also completely understand there's a lot of things to keep in mind when it comes to keeping ourselves safe uh, and not having your partner react to something or become scary or abusive or violent. Um, But if and when you can, again, have those conversations, right? Let them know how you're feeling or what you think you could both work on to better the relationship. Don't be scared to talk about your future. I mean, if it's like date number one, I get it. You know, you don't want to be like asking your hinge date, like if they're planning on getting married and how many kids they want, like (laughs) that's fine. But if you're in the relationship, like don't be afraid to have those conversations. It could be difficult for us to start that because we're thinking like, oh my God, if I hear from them, you know, that they definitely want kids when I don't, are we going to have to end things? Like it can be scary, but at the same time, it's, it's really what's best for you to have all of the knowledge and information in that relationship to make the best decision for you, right? Or make that best decision for your partner. So I know this was, um, not a ton of signs. There's of course plenty more out there. I just wanted to talk about these ones specifically. I think they're really pertinent and really important, but now we are going to switch gears and we are going to do our little meditation we always end on. And being that this is my last episode, I had a very fun idea um, to use my sound bowl for this meditation. I'm really hoping that the audio um, picks it up well. Uh, Just for anybody out there who's unfamiliar with a sound bowl, it creates this reverberation, this kind of beautiful uh, hum that really helps you kind of sink into that breathing to kind of uh, keep your mind calm and just focused on your meditation. So you will be hearing that, um, you know, if you want to dial down your volume just a tiny bit, I'm, I will try to alter it on the audio as well. So it's not booming through as you're trying to sit there and relax. But for right now, if you are willing and able to take on a meditation at this time, I encourage you to just start getting comfy, settle in wherever you're at, And we're going to be doing just simple meditative breath and listening to the sound bowl to, again, help us kind of sink a little bit deeper into our relaxation. So I want you just to start by scanning your body. Do you notice any tension, any stress? Just start to kind of send your breath to those areas that you want to relax a little bit deeper. 
This time, if you haven't already, either find a point to stare at or gently close your eyes. We're going to start taking our meditative breath, so breathing in through our nose and out through our mouth. Deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. You're going to continue with this meditative breath. Start to find a rhythm or a pattern with your breathing. You can count in your head and make your inhales the same length as your exhales. You can breathe in for a count of three and out for a count of three. If you're having any thoughts come up at this time, any stress, any worries, anything at all, you can acknowledge it. Just let it pass by. Remember that the only thing that's important right now is breathing in and breathing out. As the sound bowl gets a little louder, connect with your breath a little deeper. Focus on your lungs expanding, your chest and your belly rising. Let your mind be still. On your next inhale, take a deep breath in, fill your lungs, and a big breath out. Again, take a deep breath in, big breath out, let it all go. This last breath in, say a positive word to yourself on your inhale. Release any negativity on your exhale.
And this time I encourage you to go back to your normal breathing. Start to wake your body up, take any little stretch you need to. But I really hope you enjoyed that meditation. I know I have been dying to use my sound bowl for the meditations. Um, when I was teaching in person, we'd always uh, do meditation in my classes. I brought my sound bowl. The kids would always love it. You know, they said how much it really just helped them focus and relax. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. But to kind of close out here, I just want to say that I get it. Dating is hard. Um, relationships are hard. Figuring out if we're making the right decisions or if we're in the right place, the right relationship, it could, it could just all be very tricky. But just remember to trust yourself. Trust your instincts. Spend time in or out of a relationship to really get to know yourself and, and learn what you want out of life. Lean into your support system when you need it. That's what they're there for. And remember that no matter what, you are deserving of someone who feels like the best and most loving fit for you. So I have a lot of resources below for you to continue learning about relationships uh, and also contact information to connect you with a trained advocate anywhere in the world. So if you feel like that would be beneficial for you, please look down in the description Keep an eye out for October's Domestic Violence Awareness Month episodes. There's going to be some great guests and a lot of great content coming your way. To the listeners out there, I have enjoyed so much putting out episodes for you. Just again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting this podcast. I'm going to be in the audience just like you from here on out, and I hope you'll continue to listen and support the podcast going forward. I know it's just going to keep creating more good and more necessary conversations. So I can't wait to see how this is going to grow and continue to do amazing things. But for the last time, thanks again to all the listeners out there. And I hope you will join the next conversation.